What up? Episode 93 of the Roads Untraveled podcast. Wait, no, sorry, wrong. That is absolutely wrong. Let me just try that again. Episode 94 of the Roads Untraveled podcast. What is going on, you guys? Marcus is back, along with Sid here. What's going on, savages? <laughs> savages. Um, yeah, no, it's I'm not doing a solo cast this week. Uh, Sid was like, hey, you want a podcast? And I'm like, yeah, we haven't done a podcast uh, since the RWB builds. It's been Plural. a little while. Yeah, it has been a little while. And there have been, I've followed like RWB on Instagram, right? And then you texted me and was like, hey, like, Nikai Sun's done, what, two or three more, two cars. Two more cars. F- since then. Uh, Germany 2, which was done at a beautiful location, Lake Constance, where they uh, hold the annual Boden Sea uh, German car tuning show, which is equivalent to the SEMA of uh, Germany. Oh, really? Over 120,000 recorded in attendance, and they all watch Nakai san build a car live. Wow, that is insane. Well, because I saw a few photos, and yeah, it looked like there was, I didn't see much of it, but it looked like there was kind of like a, yeah, like a rope set up. Yeah, um, they made like a brick wall and blocked everybody off. Yeah, yeah. That's the second car ever to be built out of Germany, and the first time the Kaisan actually uh, cut some uh, custom air brake ducts in the front bumper where the right. canards usually are, and that's to pay tribute to um, the GT2 Evo, uh, 993 GT2 Evo from the late 90s. That was basically the final evolution race car of uh, the 993. So that is that the one? That's not just the normal because I know the GT2, the one with the uh, the riveted on flares or whatever. It's the Evo version of that Jeez. one. So bigger, everything, huge bird cage like roll cage. Yeah, and of course, in signature Grand Prix white, as all of Porsche's racing cars. That's li- this is literally the first time I'm hearing about this car. That is super cool. Yeah, so that car was basically made to pay homage to the uh, 993 GT2 Evo, and they tried to uh, make it as true to the original as possible. Right, right. No, yeah, it looked really cool. I don't know, that that's pretty insane, and that just goes to show, like, Nikaisan is not phased by, like, an audience or a crowd or anything. Oh, not at all. Like, I don't think he sees them. No, no. Which is pretty cool. I don't know. The build, uh, the recent twin build that happened was... Unlike that was like a completely different vibe. I don't know. That was so much fun. What a weekend, huh? That was that wasn't even a weekend. That was like a full on just like <laughs> Wednesday to Monday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I met up with you guys first uh, Thursday morning, right? Yep. And then uh, every day after that until uh, until Sunday. And that was uh, that was quite a build. That was a long ass weekend. And it was a huge different. The vibe was very different from when it was my build in the beginning. Yeah, I felt like a spring chicken looking back. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't really know that many people at my bill. Just, you know, sent out a bunch of Instagram posts. Hopefully people would reply to me. Some people did, some people didn't. Sure, yeah. I bet the people who didn't are fucking shitting their pants now. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm certainly glad that uh, you invited me out and we were able to come shoot that. And, like, since then, it's, I don't know, met so many great people, too. And, like, even the people that I knew before, right through you and whatnot, and then uh, this build happened, and then you just meet more people. And after four days of seeing the same people over and over again, you really get to know, like, I don't know, who they are, what they drive, right, what, what inspires them and stuff like that. It's definitely been a little bit of a ride since last year. And so it's been only exactly a year. My car was completed last year, uh, May 1st. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's quite surreal that... Just one year has passed, and yet so many things have happened. 
mm-hmm. and we're just getting started. Oh yeah, no, the ball does not stop rolling. I don't know. I think uh, I think the Vancouver car scene. Honestly, I think RWB is is already a big part of it, but I think it's going to become a much larger part of it because, like, not to sound uh, like too critical of the Vancouver car scene, but it's. I feel like right now it's in a little bit of a like chaotic state. I yeah, feel like. a bit of a quagmire. Yeah, <laughs> the, sh- the shows are all kind of just repeating the same things. You right. know, you see the same faces. And they're just, you know, you can't really sell the same thing over and over every single year again, right? No. It gets put in an awkward situation because people are actually paying money for this. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, like, I don't know. I keep seeing just stupid drama on Facebook from, like, car meets and stuff like that. It's like, I don't know. Honestly, all that stuff just makes me want to get out and drive more. (laughs) Exactly. All I want to do is enjoy my car. Yeah. Nothing else really matters. Yeah. Now, that's why I appreciate a, uh, you know, like a much smaller group of people, you know, to just kind of appreciate their cars and go out for an actual real drive, right? Exactly. Rather than this whole big ego image thing, right? No, it has nothing. That's why I don't even really like personally going to many car shows. Like, I like repping RWB, don't get me wrong. Oh, sure, yeah. But, uh, yeah, there's too much um, commercialization and ego involved and, like you said, you know, just people feeling like they need to hold their ground or stake their claim Mm -hmm. when it really isn't about that at all right it's about just spreading love and enjoying motorsport and enjoying cars in general and if people are like-minded then we'll join each other in having fun oh sure yeah that's the bottom line for us yeah no definitely it's all about uh well and too i think it's it's weird because vancouver doesn't really have any uh tracks really really close right no um that are super po- i mean the vancouver island motorsports park is kind of getting up to speed now but yep. even still it's uh it's very much a like down in california it's okay you go you drive however long and like everybody knows where the track is it's been around for like 50 years or whether it be willow springs or something somewhere else right um so i don't think we really have a very strong motorsports culture yeah which is part of it but I think the scene in general is just in its baby stages because we grow much slower than, say, you know, California, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they're the mecca, and what occurs there in a year is equivalent to what happens in, like, five years in Vancouver. Oh, for sure, yeah. yeah. Like, we do we do three, four builds. Like, RWB, as an example, we do three, four builds a year, and then over there in California, they did, like, 12 already. It's like, whoa. <laughs> to- totally different world, man. Oh, sure, yeah. Yeah, definitely uh, population differences and stuff. But, uh, yeah, I was, honestly, I was super excited um, at Pauline and Milk's build of just the diversity of cars that showed up and the diversity of people. Like, obviously, a lot of Porsches, a lot of 911s. um, And then JJ brought a couple of his cars, new NSX and stuff. But even if it wasn't air-cooled, right? Like, there was a 997 uh, GT3 there. Yeah, 997 GT3, uh, driven by our good friend Eric. He's also an RWB family member. Okay. His Instagram is RWB underscore Rocky. So he has a uh, back date, just like uh, the one that Milk had uh, built over the weekend. Mm -hmm. But uh, he drove his 993 GT3.1, I mean 997 GT3.1, sorry, all the way from Portland. Oh, he came from Portland. Okay, and I mean that explains the roof rack. <laughs> yeah, did you see what was on the roof rack? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There what, were, what was in there though? A cooler. 
Oh, it was a cooler. Oh, okay. Full of liquor. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I guess it would stay cool up there. What a boss. When he opened that up, I was like, damn, son. That's hilarious. You are too cool. Yeah. I, l- I love those cars. Absolutely. Yeah. And that one, it looked like, I mean, you told me it had aftermarket suspension because I remember asking you because uh, I was like, I know the 991 GT3 RS sits incredibly low from the factory, but I didn't think a 997 GT3 did. And I was, yeah. yeah, Eric and his uh, wife, Caitlin, they're a super wonderful couple, and they're true petrol heads. That mm-hmm. GT3.1 uh, that you saw, that's actually uh, the wife's car. Oh, really? Oh, that's sick. Yeah, they also have uh, a window van and a, uh, what is that? They also have a window van, and they also have um, a phantom drophead coupe. Oh, no. Are you serious? <laughs> Super badass. Oh, oh and an unrestored awesome. 356. W- sorry, what's that? An unrestored 356. Oh, okay, okay. Bush, yeah. That's, That's his cool. car. That's cool. And currently, they are driving uh, their car, uh, Spectre, which is Portland number one, yeah. backdated RWB in uh, fashion gray, for all the way from Portland down to Cali for uh, Luftacult. Mm-hmm. That giant air-cooled event that's going to happen on the weekend. Oh, seriously? Like, it, this weekend? It's going to be huge. Wow. Bro. It's going to be huge. That one and the other big one is Ren Sport Reunion. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that you'll come with me for that one. That one is uh, for either 2018 or 2019, but last time I heard they were doing it in 2018, mm-hmm. and it's the largest congregation of like Porsches in North America. Seriously? Yeah, last year they did a parade with uh, all of the... Uh, epic um like historic race cars right from uh from like a 917 to like a Porsche 904 like just priceless you can't even put numbers on these things and then they were just they were just ripping it through Laguna Seca together seriously oh that's cool that was all I am I'm all down like I'm I'm there <laughs> that's definitely something to be excited about especially just because it's not like oh here let's sit in a parking lot and just have, you know, a one-day event. It's, no, we're actually going to drive the cars. Yeah, Rensport is crazy. <laughs> drive them hard. That's that's the one. That's the one we got to go do. And all, like, events like that spark, especially that being, like you said, the biggest gathering of Porsches in North America. I mean, I'm assuming people are coming from all over the continent, um, yep. especially the United States. Some people even come States. from Germany. Seriously. Yeah, it's nuts, wow. man. That's, like, the biggest one, and they only do it once every three or four years. Yeah, yeah. That, that's got to take some And I think it's, there's only been six get-togethers ever. So this will be number seven coming up. And I've never gone, so I'm very, very excited. Oh, yeah. Represent Vancouver, man. We got to go. <laughs> yeah, I feel like on the West Coast, it would be... Uh, like, I love Vancouver, but it would be pretty awesome to live on the coast of, like, Oregon, let's say, just so you... It's not that long of a drive to LA or San Francisco, right? And it's also not that long of a drive to Vancouver. Yep. And the good, uh, like the Rocky Mountains and stuff. Homes in multiple area codes, man. That's mm-hmm. the dream. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, that's a tough one. I definitely, uh, definitely for me, like Southern California. But I really want to take a road trip to Colorado, like in hopefully like late uh, this year or later this year in the fall or something. Yeah, Colorado's pretty nuts, man. Beautiful scenery. Mm-hmm. But we got some of that here as well. Oh, yeah. We, we drive down to Coquihalla or something like that. So much land. Pretty intense. So much land. I, I think a lot of people in the States, if they came up here and drove on some of our roads, they would be quite shocked at what they see. Oh, yeah. It's quite abnormal. 
Well, I mean, you have to drive so long to see one person. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No self service too. That honestly, that's kind of underrated. To be completely honest, like when we go into the Okanagan, um, and we drive for you know hours and hours, like well over three hours, right? Um, and just keep driving for the entire day. You lose self service, but you don't really realize it. And then when you do, it's you don't have an impulse to to get connected. Like you don't want to, You don't feel the impulse to check your emails or you know to text someone. You most of the time, right? And then uh, you, like you said, you can drive for so long without seeing another person. Driving for me is a form of meditation. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if, if I were to even go to the Okanagan and drive on one of those roads, like you said, there's no reception. I wouldn't even check my phone. Exactly. Like I wouldn't even have that urge anymore because yeah. you're so involved. You're like completely encapsulated in this experience that, you know, all you're thinking of – actually, you're not even thinking of anything. You're no, just not reacting really. at that point. Yeah. You, know, you hear the the revs. You look at the the rev counter and then you feel like you need to down gear at this exact moment, give it a little bit more. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then you see a tunnel up ahead and you're like, well – Got a downshift in three, two, one. Exactly. That for me, that's everything, man. Yeah. Like that. That's why we got in this game in the first place. It can take you away, absolutely. Um, and I think too. Um, sorry, what was I gonna say? Um, oh yeah, and and it's pretty unique because Vancouver. You look at a map, right? You go north, east, or northeast, right? And you there's really no other major cities other than Calgary and Edmonton. Right. Yep. I mean, there's Kelowna and there's Kamloops and stuff like that. But then past that, what do you what do you got? Like Fort St. John. Like we're talking very very small populations, um, and that's another thing too that you can go there and meet people. And whether there's a car scene there or not is a whole different thing. But I think we're uh, inciting a lot of people to try to move up here. <laughs> you know, if Donald Trump gets a little too crazy for you guys, you're more than welcome. At least, at the very least, you owe it to yourself to, even if you're from Vancouver, I know people who haven't driven, you know, the Coquihalla, like you were saying, or the Crozenest Highway, or uh, Sea to Sky, even. I know people who haven't driven the Sea to Sky. Can you believe that's it? That's shocking. That live in Vancouver. I'm like, that is, well, that's the first road. It's like 10 minutes from that's, downtown. That's level one, man. Yeah. That's like, that's like running the tall grass and running to the fucking Caterpie. <laughs> you haven't made it there yet. I don't know what you're doing. Yeah, no, exactly. Even just go to Squamish and back. Like, I mean, I still love the Sea to Sky Highway. I, yeah. I really do. Oh, yeah. You can pull some real Gs down there. Yes. Yeah. But at Allegedly. the same time, still, you know, pretty heavily patrolled. But, you know, this, this is all done on Gran Turismo. Just yes, to let you guys know. Obviously, yes. Not Sea to Sky to Sea. That's what we're talking about. The Sky to Sea Highway. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's a bunch of road trips I want to go on, and obviously, uh, you know, things overseas and stuff too. But oh yeah, overseas is huge. Traveling in general, and just experiencing, you know, automotive culture in a different scenario. Mm-hmm. It's so trippy, man. Mm-hmm. It's like totally, totally different because just the sheer notion of even having a car in a place like Asia is crazy. Right, like. Not to sound like a fucking spoiled brat or anything, but 
you know, we see a lot of M3s and, you know, 911s here in Vancouver. It's very, very common to yeah. just walk down the street in downtown Vancouver and you'll just run into multiples of these cars. But if you're in like a city like uh, Hong Kong or Taipei, like a major metropolitan city in Asia, mm-hmm. it's not rare to run into one. But when you look at the population to car ratio, right, right, and the amount of tax you have to pay, and the fact that you have to buy a parking spot, yes, yeah, all of those things combined make owning a car basically unaffordable because mass transit is extremely in- encouraged there, and those systems work very, very, very well. Yeah. So as a result, just ha- having a car, just having like a 323 or something you know it's a very very basic Mm -hmm. anything having a corolla you already be (laughs) like whoa this guy's got a car he fancy sure yeah so it kind of puts things in perspective so when you see like a r32 gtr or like a 46 m3 you're like holy shit like that guy's somebody yeah it feels totally different and to modify your car in a place like that wow Mm -hmm. and i'm sure emissions are different too like even some places in the states, and well, I know Australia and New Zealand too have really strict modifying laws. Like you can't just shove a different engine in your car over there. Whereas, he, I mean, even here in Vancouver, uh, there's you can just pretty much swap whatever the heck you want in your car and mix match parts and do whatever. I think once there's like more people, they're gonna try to regulate it a little more. Yeah, all of those cities that are like very very regulated, it's because like. They've been around for so long, and if they didn't have those regulations, it'd be, like, out of control. Sure, yeah. Yeah, especially with the population, too. That's a massive... Like, there's certain parts of London where you can't even drive a uh, gasoline car through it. You have to turn... Like, that's why if you have a hybrid, you have to turn into, like, really? electric mode. So, peep that 918, you know? Yeah, yeah, no or, kidding, or yeah. P1, right? P1, you just turn yep. that shit off and just roll through town. What's up, guys? That is too. Yeah, I never even thought about that, but I guess that is the middle, the middle point uh, between having combustion engines wherever you want in your metropolitan area and a all walking downtown core or something like that, which is what Vancouver wants to do, and I know a lot of other cities eventually are kind of Van- heading towards downtown that. Vancouver will be the same. Yeah, bikes and walking, and that's pretty much it. Exactly. But that's honestly, as much as I love gasoline engines, that's kind of a good idea to have. Yeah. Uh, well, but that's why we have so many car events, right? So. Yeah, we can hang out and listen to engines and yeah, yeah. But then someone revs and people get angry and uh, well, it depends on the situation. It does. Yes, you're totally right. Yeah, I personally prefer to go to the uh, hot rod shows because like everything is encouraged. Everyone's free. Like the you, I grow up when I was growing up as a kid. I would kept saying to myself. Oh, when I turn into an adult, I'm going to understand everything. I'm going to understand the whole world. Yeah, you right. get You turn 19, you're like, fuck, none of that shit happened. You're still a kid. Oh, yeah. It's like yeah. you're 28 now. I'm still a fucking kid. <laughs> you realize nobody grows up. Yeah. So when I go to those shows, everybody's still a kid. It's just like everybody's like my parents' age, which is kind of weird, but mm-hmm. still works. Yeah, they're people and the, with... Uh, and the passion yes, at yeah. the hot rod shows. Like, somebody will literally spend three days polishing his car to bring to this event. Yeah. So that you can look at it and go, ooh. These guys will actually take mirrors and shove them under their car yeah, so yeah. that you can see the whole undercurrent. See? No drip, no rust, no <laughs> nothing. And I feel like, Sid, a big difference between the, you know, meets 
let's say uh, the younger generation of meats where it's like okay you got your guys coming out with Cobras and Mustangs like the 4.6 Mustang yeah. and then a bunch of Skylines and Sylvias right you don't know? get me wrong that's still cool yes oh absolutely but a thing that I've noticed is pretty like a big majority of the people I talk to at those kinds of meats will say uh, I ask them oh how long have you had your car and it'll be like oh yeah I just got it like six months ago or I just uh, got it you know I've had it for a year or something whereas you go to a hot rod show more than likely these guys have had the car either in the family or just in their garage oh, yeah. for like 10, 20, you like 30 years. Like, like 30 years, 35 years. Yeah. Like that's that's passion, man. Like Absolutely. You won't, you won't sell that. That's, that's your heirloom. Oh, yeah. And that's where you'll find all these crazy like unicorn, like a fucking Plymouth Superbird or something. Oh, <laughs> my God. I've never even seen a replica of a Superburden person. Well, the crazy thing about that car is they put a wing on it, and it went over 200 miles an hour. No. So well, and the nose, too. Well, and yeah, yeah, they put arrow on it, yes, and it went are. over 200 miles an hour. That is insane. It's mind-blowing. That is that is legitimately crazy. <laughs> and we have met most of our cars today still can't crack 200 miles an hour. No, you're right. It is more common, but like your average, you know, sedan is we not had that cracking. technology already, man. Let me tell you, that is insane. This is conspiracy me coming out again. <laughs> it's all a scam. That's too funny. But yeah, the, just say in the last ten years, like the amount of uh, stuff that they've been able to release to the public now is just mind-boggling. You know. For example, the new GT3 that just came out. Mm-hmm. The reviews are just popping up online now. Yeah. I have no idea why most of them are with fucking PDK transmission when this car is available yeah. in manual. Right? Almost every review I've seen is in PDK, and they oh, kind of just gloss no. over it. Oh, yeah, I know it's just PDK. I know it's the same thing, but whatever. No. What the fuck? I thought this was the selling point of this car. Yeah, that is... Yeah, that's really strange. Unless... Do, do you think Porsche is just pushing the pdk more and doesn't even want to like they're just assuming that all of the actual people who want to drive manual are already going to buy it there are many layers to the reasoning of this i hope not you know as from a collector standpoint and if i was porsche and i wanted to keep the collectors happy i do want to keep pushing the pdk thing it makes sense to keep pushing the pdk thing because Mm -hmm. it makes the manual cars more rare and worth more yeah if you if you make them all manual then you know eh, some people might not be too happy with that yeah but yeah, like I said, they just released the Nurburgring Times for that car. Oh yeah, hit me up. Seven twelve seven. Whoa. Seven twelve seven is six seconds faster than um, the old nine nine seven GT two RS. No way. No and, way. Are you serious? And the latest uh, GTR time was seven nineteen one. No, no, wait, like a Nismo, like a brand, like Nismo seven oh eight. Holy, oh okay, yeah, but a GTR, brand new GTR. Yeah, wow. That's AM- pretty incredible. AMG GTR seven ten. Okay, yeah, yeah. And yeah, and a nine eighteen is at a six fifty seven. Mm-hmm. Still the fastest production car. Yeah. But there's that hurricane thing, so I don't know. Yeah, what's the deal with that? They, I never saw like a definitive. Like I was waiting for something to happen. <laughs> and it's the same thing with the Ferrari lawsuit. It's just like kind of. Oh, it just kind of got like shoved yeah, under like, the rug. Whatever, guys. We'll just pretend none of that shit ever happened. Hmm. 
That's very strange. Yeah, that is super, super weird. But but now the- we're seeing uh, 720s's online at least. Like McLaren has a bunch of them on the road now. Yep, and I think um, they're gonna eventually update the software in it and have that uh, have the certain technology that um, Frank Stevenson promised about how the track will take the car will take you around the track itself. Oh, seriously? Yeah, so I'm pretty sure that's the, that's one of the cars that will have it. Oh, so they'll just do yeah because like whatever stuff he's like saying, pretty much is like going to happen. Yeah, very very soon. Yeah, because there's stuff that he's probably not saying. Oh, sure, That's yeah. That's, like, fucking crazy. That, like, if he told you, it's like, I can't tell you, mortal, because yeah, yeah. your head would explode. <laughs> like, you can't handle the truth, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, oh, sure, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I'm super excited to see what they're going to come up with. It's almost like there's there are two different things now, you know? Like, the mm-hmm. cars that I really enjoy driving myself, yeah. which is, like, manual... Hydraulic clutch, mm-hmm. heavy, heavy everything. I sometimes I like no power steering. Sure, yeah, yeah. You know, and then you compare it to seven twenty S, like <laughs> literally, like totally two ends of the spectrum. Yeah, yeah. I want to think of an analogy, but that's uh, probably not a good thing to say. Nothing, nothing's gonna do it justice. <laughs> so yeah, I'm very excited. I'm very, very excited as to. Uh, like the GT2 RS that's going to come out. Oh yeah, that's still coming yeah. out too. Eh? If the GT3 is already posting a 712, mm-hmm. a GT2 RS, that means a GT3 RS is probably going to crack 710. Well, I was going to say, what's the 991 GT3 RS compared to the just the GT3 now? It's going to be. It's not out yet, but that one's going to be fantastic. It's going to be right. 991 GT3 RS.2. Jesus Christ, that's a fucking long name. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it'll be probably hella fast. That is insane. It'll be hella fast. Yeah, you know, it, it's weird because it, the Italian companies don't seem to move nearly as quickly as Porsche and McLaren. Like, Porsche and McLaren right now, yeah. they're really kind of jockeying back and forth for position. Oh, Ferrari's promising a lot with that new 488 GTO situation. Right. Although I haven't been able to find any very many articles online very little mm-hmm. i wouldn't say not any seems like uh salamandrin and those boys got some insider information oh really yeah they a couple of the, or no uh what's his face pedro didn't like it apparently like he doesn't like the 488 which is yeah strange, but i think doesn't pedro like ferraris though yeah usually he thought he's mr ferrari <laughs> <laughs> i i like mclaren's more that show, Sal Modern, is basically just the AMG show. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, no, it's pretty great. Um, but yeah, no, that 488 situation, do you think it would be possible at any point um, in the future for something to change with, like, inside Ferrari, uh, in, like, or uh, personnel-wise, like, people towards the top, and then one day, maybe it's this, you know, the successor to the 488, um, they're just like... Hey, we're gonna make a hundred manual versions. Do you think that's ever gonna happen uh, ever again with Lamborghini or Ferrari? Just out of the blue, something changes, and then it's like, possible because we'll they it. realize the value in the gated shifted model, gated shifter models. Mm-hmm. So they'll probably bring it back just as a, uh, just to show them they can, show the world that they can, and you know those cars' values are gonna be super solid, anyways. Yeah, 
Yeah. It's the change is the change between NA and Turbo. But Ferrari just came out last week saying that they were going to keep V12 NA forever. Did they seriously yeah, say that? badass. Didn't Aston Martin say that too? Yeah, like, but Aston Martin's like already that. V12 Twin Turbo. Yeah, you're right about that. And it's that. AMG built. You're right. It's not so even... slightly yeah. questionable as to what's going on over there. AMG built is better than uh, Ford built. Yes, in, in that's opinion, true. But... And probably a hell of a lot more reliable. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right about that. They don't really have a... Uh... Well, wait, what about... Oh, I guess, is the V12 Vantage S still actually in production? Or did... Yeah, that one's still in production. Oh, okay. Yeah. That one's still NA. That's the only one, like yeah. Like a boss, you can get With that one stick. in manual, too. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Oh, that, see, that is my... Right now, like, that's easy top three dream cars for me right now. Probably. V12 it's Vantage S. It's not too heavy. Well, it's kind of heavy because it has all, like, the luxuries and stuff. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it's it's still, like, a two-seater. Mm-hmm. It still can be somewhat quiet if you don't like bang on it. Yeah. So not bad at all. Did you heard that uh, exhaust switch from uh, Nakai-san's own uh, exhaust system, right? Uh oh, I think so. Yeah. So you push a button on that, and it closes the valve, and yeah. it sounds just a hair louder than stock. Like no one, really? would, no one would even turn around to look at yeah. your car. That is so cool. And then you turn it on, and it's. A hair quieter than mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yours is pretty much the limit. Like, yeah, <laughs> can't really imagine. Mine is, mine is the limit and a little, little beyond. I actually think it's a little bit too much sometimes. But when you're sitting in the car, yep. it's not that bad. No, because you can no. hear everything that the car is doing. Yeah, but when you're behind the car, that's not good. You cover your ears. <laughs> that's yeah. definitely not good. <laughs> Yeah, no, you're right. Even with the uh, even with the top off, it's like it's great. Oh, that's a it's, good time. Yeah, it was, it's much better than the Cayman was back in the day. Oh, okay, yeah, that was that was a droney bastard. You remember driving that thing? Yeah, it was all right. It was good. Two thousand to three thousand RPM. That was just. Oh yeah, now I do just in yeah, yeah that one spot. Yeah, it, it was, just yeah. felt like your eardrums were about to explode. <laughs> yeah, it was a little droney. I don't know. I'm ex- I'm really excited to see seven twenty two S's. Start popping up. Oh yeah, I think a launch party is should be this month. Oh really? And then, uh, yeah, then they're gonna after the launch party, they're just gonna start rolling out. That's sick. They already over forty orders at McLaren Vancouver. Really? From what I know. Wow. It is the single-handedly most successful model that they have ever sold so far. Yeah. And uh, as a result of that, I think the dealership here is probably going to expand. Because they only cow. need to sell 15 to 20 cars a year. Yeah. And they just sold 40 of those yeah. ones alone. Yeah. Not to mention 570s. And those those are in the 20s also. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is the... Uh, this is their year, man. Well, this is the turning point, really, because like, they had the MP4, and since then, all their street cars have been based off that chassis. Yep. And, that, and now... Frank Stephenson or Stevenson had the exact, uh, like, he's got free reign, right? Yep, this is the completely brand new, crazy looking model with holes in its face. It grew on me. It definitely grew on me. I like it. I love it now, yeah. I like it, but uh, I'm still waiting for the LT. Yeah. That's going to be the one. (laughs) That's going to be the one that's just, it's going to kill everything. Because I remember when the... 675 first came out it was just so crazy i remember seeing if you line up if you at the time the 570s was just coming out too yeah. right and if you look at the 650s the 570s 
um, an MP4 all from the back, and then you see the 675. I remember I saw the dual exhaust out the top kind of area for the first time. I was like, yeah, that's the one. You can tell that that's something else. (laughs) Yeah. It's totally in a different bracket. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's really cool that the 720 is uh, as successful as it is. Oh, yeah, and then that LT model of that car is just going to be sold out like that Mm -hmm. as soon as it comes out. Probably before it comes out. Yeah. Probably by the time they announce it, it'll be all gone. Do you think that car has the potential um, uh, to beat the Porsche 918 or the rather the P1 at the Nürburgring? Possibly. Do you think it could, or get close? Like, do you yeah, think they're kind of reaching that point? That's going to be the full shabam, right, when that LT model comes out. Because yeah. the, after that one comes out, they're going to be looking at the replacement for the P1. Yeah, yeah, that's the next step. And that'll yep. be the one that will totally change the game because they have to do one-to-one ratio for that car. That's mm-hmm. like that's the fucking baseline rule that you have to that's so achieve if you want to <laughs> run with the other big boys, right? And yeah. If you, and if you're demanding top dollar, you have to. Yeah. You do not have a choice in that case. Yeah. Yeah, Koenigsegg so, kind of... Uh, Koenigsegg has it. Mercedes has it. Oh, Ast- yeah, Mercedes Aston, Red does. Bull, yeah. the Nebula. Or it's not the Nebula anymore. It's called the Valkyrie now. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, super <laughs> badass. The Valkyrie. I like that. Astons have style, man. That's literally a video game name. Like, that's what I would expect. You know, in Grand Theft Auto, have they have, how they have the different names of the cars? Yeah. It would, the yeah. Valkyrie. <laughs> it would definitely be the Valkyrie. Well, I guess it's kind of similar to Vulcan. Yeah. So. It's like, yeah. all the cars that they've been coming out with recently... I like those. Oh, yeah. No, they're still... They're definitely... Aston feels like, like they're those. getting more into the, the game. DB11, I'm kind of like, times. eh. But... You're right, yeah. But the Vulcan, the Valkyrie. Yeah. That new line of uh, race-inspired cars that came mm-hmm. out with the Vantage. The GT12 and stuff. Yeah, those are pretty nice. Oh, those are Those are awesome. pretty nice, man. And, yeah. Did you see... Um, there's been another record... Uh, but placed by 964 prices. Mm-hmm. There was that uh, 964 RSR from the factory. Okay. With, uh, I think, 10 miles on it. Oh, yeah. I saw, I saw the link to this, but I didn't click yeah, on it. Yeah, and it looked kind of dirty in the picture. It's mm-hmm. because it still has this coating from the factory that they use to protect the paint. It's really? Called, it's called Cosmoline. And it's like this oil, like Vaseline kind of shit. Yeah. Where they, like, totally, like, coat the car. And it's, like, it basically is time capsule. Really, and it's estimated to sell at uh, about three point six to four million dollars oh Canadian, <laughs> two point two million dollars Euro, and as a result of that, it has caused like that auction hasn't even happened yet. Wow, and yeah. it has already like majorly messed with the nine six four prices yet again. Now, really, now the Seriously? gap between nine six four and nine nine three is becoming larger and larger and yeah. larger. The same condition nine nine three that you can have for say forty five to fifty thousand dollars US mm-hmm. is fifteen grand more in nine six four money. Wow! For like the same condition, proper one. And there are a lot of nine six fours out there. There are. At the same time, though, the nine nine three was a much more popular model. Hence, the prices on those have just been stable and not shooting up. The nine six four was actually kind of like a stepchild. It was the the nine nine six of that time, if mm-hmm. if I may, and yeah, as a result, the the nine six fours now it's like rebounding, right? It's just like the NSXs back in the day, the the uh, 
2002, 2001 NSXs with the non pop up lights. Yes. Yeah, like the, nobody yeah. fucking wanted those. Those were like yeah. 140 grand, like 30 grand away from 996 turbo money. Yep. And like 150 horsepower short. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it wasn't a pretty picture. But no. because of that, now those are big money. Now the tables have turned. Mm-hmm. For similar condition, a 996 turbo is half the price of an NSX mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of that same year. So. Crazy times we live in, my friend. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I, I would have never thought that, you know, something else would trigger another. Like, it's amazing how, you know, one, that one model with this, you know, the low mileage and the, like, absolute factory. Uh, yeah, I think uh, it's uh, RM Auctions that's selling mm-hmm. that one. Although I bet they're I pretty think. happy about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. They do like a hundred million dollars U.S. in sales per auction. Yeah, I know. It's it's. I know. I remember hearing those numbers once for the first yeah. time. I was like, "That is, that is insane." Oh, there's there's some real like hawks that watch that shit. Yeah, and, and bid, and they know it's an investment because they could just throw it back out again at the next auction, and make a make a little bit of cash. Yeah. Well, a little bit for them. A yeah. shitload for us. Life changing for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Some of these cars are. Uh... Yeah, and like even the cheapo Porsches, like the ones that used to be very, very accessible back in the day, such as uh, like a 912, 912, 914, uh, 928 uh, GTS, or mm-hmm. a uh, 924S, 924 Turbo. Yeah, 944 Turbos are going up. Yeah, 944 Turbo and 944, they're kind of like the last bastion of like if you if you want to get in and yeah. not spend a whole shitload of cash. That was my plan, dude. I was like a few grand. It was a little bit above my budget when yeah. I was looking at cars and I was like, now they're just like, they're on their, they're well on their way up. Yeah, they're on their way. The turbos are in the mid-teens, mid like 15 USD yeah. now. Um, yeah, they were under 10, I think, when I first started looking at well, them. Well, the one to still look at right now is... If you can find a good 914 2 liter, that's a great investment. Right. Because you can have one of those like that need a little bit of love. That's the really like, little one, right? Yeah, the really little okay, one. Yeah. Yeah. That car is very, very interesting because every as a result, every small roadster that's mid-engine pays homage to that car. Really? Like Lotus Elise. Uh, what, other, what other cars are in that? MR2. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, because that was the first one that was like production model. Yeah. Yeah. Small engine, all about balance. That snap oversteer. Yeah. <laughs> How much do they go for? Uh, 2.0s can be had for eight to 10 grand US for wow. like bargain deal ones. But yeah. if you find a minter, easily 20 to 30 grand US. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a good one to look at. 924S is another one to look at. Mm-hmm. Like never buy like the regular normal ones. Like the 924, no, that'll be ch- cheap probably forever. 924. Regular 924. Which is the 924 again? Uh, 2 liter Audi engine. Okay. Uh, basically a more simplified version of the 944. Nine. Oh, of the 944. Oh, yes. okay. okay. But if you get the S of that one, it's mm-hmm. a great car because yeah. it was the head-to-head com- competitor to the FC RX-7 at the time. Oh wow! Look, okay, they look almost identical side by side. Really, like, like completely identical. It's crazy, and then the the power specs were like similar, and yep. everything was like super super close. Yeah, but the Porsche was a little bit faster, the S model. Yeah, sure. I think like zero to sixty in like seven point three or seven point four seconds. 
Not, oh, okay. Not bad yeah. in the 70s, man. Yeah. And it's like a little uh, two two and a half liter, 150 horsepower engine. Mm-hmm. I really like the way FCs look, so I'll definitely have to look at those. Yeah, rotaries are pegs, though. Oh, yeah. No, I, I really have no desire to own a rotary-powered car, but I love, like, the FD RX-7 is one of my favorite-looking cars. I love the, cars. I love the concept of it. I love the concept of oh, it. Oh, sure, yeah. I love, the, I love the look of the FD. Yep. But I can't run that car. It's too crazy. Mm-hmm. It's like, yes, having an airplane engine in your car is absolutely fantastic. <laughs> it is something that I would love to have. It's super cool. It is. But I would yeah. rather have an airplane engine in an airplane. In an airplane, yeah. Because that's where it belongs. Yep. There's another case that's kind of similar that works, though. When you put a motorcycle engine in a Honda Beat that's 700 cc's and you're like, this is oh, yeah. so awesome. Well, remember the, what was that? The Caterham that I was showing you guys last time. Oh, right, yeah. With the, with yep. the Busa engine in it. Yep. You, we got to find one of those guys to let you drive, to let you drive their car. We have a, some guy messaged me and he's got a... Uh, um, an Austin Mini, like Jesse's, right? But yeah. his is, uh, he's got fender flares, fat tires, and it's got a Hayabusa engine in the back. Holy all we- shit. Is it all-wheel drive? Yeah, I think it's all-wheel drive, too. It's oh, like everything. You're going to fucking poop yourself driving that. Yeah, that yeah I know. awesome. <laughs> wow. I'm super excited. I need to, like, Jesse, you need to get your Mini back on the road so we can have some, like, driving time so I can get prepared, get familiar with that, like, chassis again. <laughs> I don't think it's going to feel like that one, bro. <laughs> well, no, but I mean, like, I don't know, the size, the steering wheel, like, really just the size of the car. Those cars are absolutely hilarious. Oh, yeah, Minis are great cars. Yeah. I love those. A little prone to rust, but it's all good. Yeah, yeah. There's too many cars on the list of cars that I want. Of course, like it's it's all it's always in pot. Like it's pretty much impossible to just have a consistent list that stays the same. Like mine pretty much changes. Well, for all me, the time. it's just try to buy more Porsches. Right. Yeah. Like just just try because like as an investment standpoint. They're solid. Mm-hmm. If you know what you're looking at, just don't buy the fucking base model. Yeah. <laughs> you know, don't buy the 1.7 liter 914. Yeah. <laughs> you know, then you're good to go. Yeah. And that's better than even having your money sit at the bank. I'm probably going to get assassinated by a bank teller for doing that. But it's all good, man. Yeah. It's just like col- start your collection. It's like Pokemon, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. I remind myself of a guy that I saw in an article on Jalopnik that said uh, he lost like a lot of... Well, he didn't lose. He basically lost his whole life by being super obsessed with collecting old BMWs. Right. He got excommunicated by his family. He started like lending money from the bank. They what pay the back. Heck? He didn't uh, pay taxes and just like hid all his money to buy like old BMWs. <laughs> like the dude was fucked. I just got to remind myself not to go down those paths. Yeah, but did he end up doing well or no? No. No? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Still good times, though. Yeah, who was t- someone was talking about that on a recent podcast of how there's like there's not many BMWs that are really, you know, skyrocketing. 2002, I'd get, I'd get those. Mm-hmm. Jay Leno just bought one with an M3 motor. Mm-hmm. I saw that. Yeah, I saw, uh, saw that video. Super sick. Yeah. I like 2002s. I like... Uh, E30s. Yeah, E30s and stuff. But like through the ages, it's kind of... I see E30 M3s trading in the $90,000 Canadian. Seriously. Psycho. Two two or three years ago, those were like 40 grand. Yeah. And, and like and two, two or three years before that, they were like 15 grand. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> Times are a changing. Yeah, because I remember when someone I saw one on Craigslist for like thirty five or forty, and I was like, "Whoa, that is crazy! That's silly money." <laughs> yeah. Now you can't even buy a fake one for that price. <sighs> See, this is exactly what's going to happen to Skylines, and this is when I'm why. What's honestly just kind of because uh, that's that's my way into the uh, the collection game. You know, start well, your it's collection. The same as with you many say. different Porsches as well. You yeah. can do the same thing with those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So, so it all depends, like where you want to jump in. Yeah, and like what kind of experience you want to aim for. Mm-hmm. My suggestion is always air cooled. Yes. Oh, trust me. It's uh, the more and more I think about but if it, you can score like a nine two four turbo or something like that. Right. God damn. No, but that's the thing. I want. I'm gonna, you know, save and wait until I can get a nice nine six four or something with a ducktail. Doesn't even have to be fast. Just has to. There are lots of cars you can buy. Yeah. I will. I will show you. I will enlighten you. And the more I think about it, the more I'm like, that is way cooler of a car to get. Like at least for me too, just because I mean, you don't see them around very often, right? Exactly. I mean now, I mean Skylines are super accessible now, and if you know all the GTRs just skyrocket out of and start getting you know like garage kept and whatnot and stuff. Then what is there left? There's like the base models and maybe a couple turbo models, right? But yeah. Hopefully, by the time I want to jump into an air cooled, like seriously, I will. Uh, it'll be a good jumping off point. But oh, we'll find you something. Yeah. That's not a problem. Isn't Dylan keeps telling me he's get, gonna get a shell in like August or something? Yeah, he's. I think he's uh, planning to go and like go to like a Porsche graveyard and. Right. Yep. You know. F- Find a good working shell and... Resurrect one? Resurrect one, either with an air-cooled engine or maybe like a V8 swap or something. Oh, yeah, he wants to go LS. <laughs> I'm like, hey, man. It's pretty gangster. Or to put like a 5-liter Coyote in it or some shit? Yeah, Ooh. that yeah, that's what I would do, to be honest. It, they sound better, in my opinion, too. Yeah. Must buy Porsches. Everybody must buy Porsches. <laughs> That's where it's at, man. You said we're gonna get accused of like artily, artificially inflating the Porsche market. <laughs> I'm just like I'm just pumping that into people's brains. Yeah, people get so mad in YouTube comments when like I see other people's videos that are talking or articles, you know, Jalopnik or otherwise at Motor Trend talking about how a car is like why it's super special and stuff, and then they always get accused in the comments. Of just trying to art- artificially inflate their own investment. But it's not artificial. The facts are legit. Exactly. You know, and yeah. and thing is only as valuable as the trust that people put into it, right? So if everybody wants that one object, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what the facts are or yeah, who says safe. what. It's going to go up. Yeah. If people don't agree that it's awesome, then it'll go down. It's just a supply and demand thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Then they'll they'll kind of level off and stuff. Exactly. That's so weird, though, how most cars won't really... they You never really see them doing this, like, wavy kind of action. There's usually... It starts off, they're worth a lot of money, they depreciate, they hit the bottom of the depreciation curve, and then... Well, hopefully, and then they either just level off for the rest of time, or they kind of go up. Oh, Marcus, there are so many, so many cars. Mm-hmm. There are so many cars that I love. I've been paying attention to old Alphas now. Oh, really? Oh, my God. Like a GTV6, I think it's There's called? There's so much soul involved in those cars. Oh, that's even more rare here than It's absolutely a... shocking when you, like, look into the history and how tragic everything is. Right. Like, because they used to be, like, completely in competition with Ferrari, right? They they would just, like, 
bang it out on the racetrack. And then they went bankrupt. And it's just like, you know, whoever is successful in business is the one that survives in the, on the racetrack too. Sure, and yeah. At the end of the day, it's all numbers, right? If you don't have cash to fund your shit, the other guy's going to spend like an extra million dollars on their car and then improve R&D and you're, you're fucked pretty much, right? Yeah. Every second, every little bit matters. Like I remember wa- uh, watching an interview once and they were saying like how many dollars they spend per like second – per lap mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's astronomical really like and it's yeah ca- if you actually just like calculate yeah. it out like and it's that, just yeah. who has the bigger hose man at that point yeah and if your hose runs out turns into a little drip you're yeah. fucked and that's what happened to a lot of these companies back in the day and that's why a lot of these companies are gone and people don't know oh alfa romeo like oh what's that what's so special about them or like lancia what's so special about them mm-hmm. like, but lancia was so gangster back in the day right they were like one of the first ones to put a twin charge car on the on the rally circuit and like destroy everything with really? the lancia s4 it was the one that uh basically gave birth to the uh delta integrale sure oh yeah yeah the yeah. one before that that was twin charge like 500 horsepower i had no idea it was twin charge two liter monster that's cool yeah and alpha's just yeah i remember t- watching an old top gear when i was a kid and like jeremy clarkson was explaining like how you would sort of put alpha in uh the map of automotive brands, right? He would say like, you know, right. BMW was like the, like Aston Martin was the body and then, uh, or Aston Martin was the face. And then like Ferrari was the, uh, was the, uh, arms and legs or like something like that. And then he said, Alfa Romeo was the heart and the soul. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that, that's pretty much how you describe it. Yeah, you n- you never see older I, alphas around here. Do you know here. what Alpha Romeo Montreal is? No. What the heck? They named their car Montreal. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> is it nice? Is it what? Is it that? No, it can't be that mid-engine one they made, right? No, it's no. a. Actually, it's like a roadster or something. Let's see. I'll show. Because I know I forget what that one's called, but I think it was. In, it was designed uh, by Bertoni. 90s. It's one of my favorite cars that I've ever laid my eyes on, mm-hmm. and it reminds me of a poor man's Miura. Oh, wow. Okay, that's something else. Yeah, I will have one of these in the future when I save enough. And wow, the, that almost looks like a muscle car, like an old American muscle car from that angle. It looks like a muscle car and a Miura had a baby. It does, yeah. Wow, that is a good-looking car, dude. <laughs> and the reason why was because it's called Montreal is because that's where they revealed it and they didn't know what to name it. And then because when they revealed it, everyone was super shocked at how fucking nice it was. So like, oh, we're just going to go to Montreal. <laughs> and that's the kind of shit that I like, right? That's wow. a gangster-ass story. They were just like, hey, we built this car. Uh, here here it is. Check it yeah, out. Yeah, that thing that you put this beside like an 8C or something. Oh. I love 8Cs. Oh. They're beautiful cars. Yeah. But this is, this is something else. Yeah. No, it absolutely is, yeah. That's kind of cool that Alpha's trying to make a comeback in there. I mean... They're pretty doing a pretty successful job. It seems like it. They just yeah. came out with the uh, the Julia or whatever the, that four door sedan, which is pretty cool. We'll the see Julia how that's Quadrifoglio. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, yeah. Two cylinder removed uh, California T engine mm-hmm. with a Ferrari gearbox. Yeah, I I know I I heard that or I read that somewhere, and then I was like, 
Or no, yeah, basically they said it was like Ferrari was trying to keep that, you know, on the down low. Yeah, but well, yeah. everybody knows it's just half a Ferrari company team. That's engine. going to be an absolutely cool. crazy car to drive. Yeah. Small four-door Ferrari. You know why, though? Because every Ferrari with a six-under has to be called a Dino. So that's why they don't want people to know that right. it's a Ferrari engine. Right. To avoid calling it the Dino. Yeah, I loved, I loved anything called Dino. Yeah. Because like <laughs> Ferrari named his cars that because Enzo's son, mm-hmm. Dino, wanted to implement six cylinders into Ferrari road cars because he understood that they were light. Mm-hmm. You know, if they, they were light. If they were light and mid-engine, then they would handle so much better. You know, they're much more balanced cars, more for every day, stuff like that. And that, But he died of a skin disease when he was very, very young. Really? So, as a result, Enzo Ferrari named every six-cylinder Ferrari after that, you know. Wow, that's fascinating. Yeah. That's super cool. I love old Ferraris. This is why I like podcasting with you, Sid. Because <laughs> I ramble on about random shit. No, I, I learned about weird things like that that I had no idea about before. Um, yeah, Italian cars, man. They're just all, like, so much passion. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's, like, this love. Till VW like, like gets a, involved. It's like a love affair <laughs> when you think about it. Yeah, till VW gets involved and yeah. makes the same engine for fucking 15 goddamn years. <laughs> Hurricane V10, get your shit together. Yeah, right? Yeah. That is super cool. Yeah, I don't know. To import a... Like, I only know of a couple of people who have even Lancia's here in Vancouver. You can definitely import them. Like, you can get them. Yeah. Another car that I thought was super cool uh, that aren't actually that much is the uh, Renault Clio. The, oh, yeah, I told you about that. When I was uh, uh, the guy auctioned or uh, who exported my car from Japan, right, my R2, he had one at his yard, and I was like, like you know, the top-of-the-line Renault Clio V6, X Damn. or R, whatever it's called, mid-engine, two-seat hatchback. That's fancy. With an NA V6, right? And they looked awesome. I think they look pretty cool anyway. Quick? Yeah, pretty quick. I mean, they've got like just under two, uh, 300 horsepower, I think. Oh, that's pretty quick, man. 280, 290. Like a little hatchback. Like a little hatchback, it's yeah. pretty crazy. And it's like super wide and stuff, right? Yeah. Um, But they had problems, apparently. They had a few problems. All-wheel drive? Yeah, it's all-wheel drive, yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, Which is pretty cool. But yeah, those are... I think he said that was going to be like just over um 2 million yen, I believe, Two million yen. That's twenty grand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like mid, uh, low to mid twenties, I think. And I was like, "Ooh, that's a lot of cash." Yeah, I think that was a really nice one, though. Keep in mind, but also you could probably get one if you really wanted, you know, high mileage and all that stuff. You could probably get them for like high teens. But still, another one of those really weird cars that I uh, basically, well, that car in particular, I learned about from um, Gran Turismo. But you know. Yeah, so this is the nine two four turbo. Still have yet to see one on the road. Oh yeah, I know what it, it has to have the hood scoop. Yes, yeah. If oh yeah, I've seen if those no before. scoop, then no turbo. So Magnus Walker bought one of these like about a year ago, and since then the prices have gone up again. Really? These used to be really really cheap. Wow. But now the turbos for these are uh, worth more than nine four four turbos. Holy cow! And they're more balanced cars. That's super cool. Yeah, Magnus Blocker is in a very 
well, first of all, unique position, but he's a very a good position. Yeah. First, he wanted to just collect air cool. Yeah. And then now he says he wants one of every model. Yeah. He wants one of everything. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Wait until the day he keeps just moving up through the 997s and stuff and then just gets to the 918. And finally, you know. He'll probably get a 918. At some point. Yeah. I believe him. Yeah. I believe in you, Magnus. Yeah. But you know what? He'll always have his air cooled stuff at the yeah. front of his collection. Yeah. Always. That was the beginning, man. Yeah. It's just like how we chop our shit up. Yeah. It's too crazy for some people. But we're watching you. Don't kill our boss. <laughs> Motherfuckers. <laughs> like a hidden spy ring or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. There's like... Because there's that thing about uh, Yue Gambala that happened, right? And we don't know if he if he got killed because he was entrenched with some weird people, which he pr- most likely was. Right. But there are those that like to think that, oh, it's because he was cutting up pristine Porsches. Right. Because like, uh, there were articles that were posted after that said, oh, yeah, Porsche Pierce breathed a sigh of relief after, like, you know, Gambala gets murdered. It's like, what the fuck's wrong with you people? <laughs> Why can't people be passionate about, like, modifying their car? Sure, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Agreed. This is a crazy world we live in, man. Yeah. It's like, you can't change my toy. <laughs> yeah, but it's not your it's toy, not man. It's not yours. It's my toy. You still have yours. You still have your fucking toy. <laughs> the fuck? Yeah, it's really, it's really weird. People get attached, man. People, uh, people like to group up and you know hold on to something. They think they're ruining, but it's like, oh, if you already have one, then just hold on to yours, take care of yours, and you'll always have it. Because like, I like, pe- I like Pierce cars too. I love period correct. I like seeing a proper set of fukes on like an era correct car. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I ain't shitting on your party. No, never. There's a guy in town in Vancouver that has claimed to have spent over a million dollars on his '69 Mustang, changing Seriously? it over the years. Yeah, if you if you come to me to one of these muscle car shows, I'll point to you the exact car. It does not look anything like a Mustang anymore. It is like on air. It's bagged. The oh, whole no, underbody really? of the car is stainless steel. And the guy, will, if you talk to him, he's like, yeah, I got all the receipts, man. It's like a million bucks that I spent over the years on this car. Okay, that's a little insane. I thought you were going to say first that he was like, spent a million dollars over the years, like, just restoring it and keeping it. No, he's like the no, best no, no, one. No, 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 he went the opposite like, direction. Like, fucking full-on, ten-layer candy apple gold <laughs> orange paint job. So what you're, gonna say, you're, what you're basically saying is he's not ever going to make his money back. No. And no. it doesn't look that bad, the car. It actually that's looks, cool. Well, it that's actually good. looks pretty cool. That's good. But it's just way over the top. Mm-hmm. It makes my, what we do seem like, you know, oh, yeah, your cars look pretty cool, but you can at least still drive them. Like, his car doesn't <laughs> look like you can drive it. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. I had no idea. I saw someone, uh, I was down at White Rock Beach, like, a week or two ago, and I saw a nice, you know, muscle cars down there. They're coming out nowadays. Um, this time of the year, but I saw, like, a 68 or 69 Mustang Fastback go by. Yeah. And then I took a picture of it and I put it on uh, my Instagram story. And then uh, someone sent me a message and I followed them and I saw their Instagram story. Yeah, it was the and it was the guy in the 68 Mustang that was like spotted Rotund Travel to the beach. Social media is <laughs> Just, crazy. And I spotted that. So hopefully, I don't know if he's down to film yet. I haven't really asked him. But. Wow, imagine you can meet girls like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, you're living in a uh, movie, Sid. <laughs> took a picture of you, and then, like, they'll just message you. Hey, you just took a picture of me. It's like, what the fuck? Maybe someday, Marcus, maybe you'll be famous enough. No, no. 
I don't think I don't think it ever gets to that point. <laughs> I don't. There's no person that's getting into uh, the automotive industry to for that motivation. I don't think, or if they are, they're I don't know. That's funny. Oh yeah, someone and I also last night because we were supposed to shoot an RS4 today, yeah. like like I was saying, right? Yeah. Um, and someone messaged me because I was last minute, you know, trying to get a different car for t- this morning. And I was like, it's not a big deal if we don't because uh, we rescheduled the other car. But even still, and then someone just messaged me f- is like, come to Miami, and then another person was like, oh, are you guys ever gonna film in New Zealand? I'm like, well, yes, yeah, eventually, yeah, we are going to do that, but it's like not in the next twelve months. No, sorry, but we'll be there. That's crazy. I know Grayson met someone on his trip that was from Miami, and he said he has a place for us to crash. Miami. So, go down to Florida. Florida's a wacky, wacky Where place. Old people live. Do you know? Uh, not necessarily. It's no, also I, the I, drug I, capital of the states. <laughs> it is. Yeah, prescription drugs especially. Yeah, I don't know if you've read stories about the pill mills there before. Yeah, yeah. It's very crazy. It's bad. They give people like bags of pain packages of pills and shit. And then these people get hooked onto this stuff, and that's why they like do shit like fentanyl and mm-hmm. and OD, and that's why you have all these videos of like zombies online. <laughs> yeah, like people sprawl down the streets. Like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, it's like, what did you do in your life to have to end up like that? Yeah, I feel so bad sometimes. And and it's tough once you get once that once that train is like rolling. It's so tough for any amount of regulations to like put a stop to it i mean there's yeah. so much money involved and people get addicted fentanyl ain't shit to be fucked with no yeah not at all stick to smoking weed guys all right so we're not gonna go to florida to film <laughs> we can still go to florida to film we'll just I, like if we see like pill places just yeah. stay away from those places yeah i just want to go really fast because everybody in florida it seems has big you know 800 plus horsepower cars oh yeah there's a lot of money there man twin turbo lambos lots of people yeah, love. Of yeah. that lamborghini life yeah that's Miami. what I want to go see. Very, very excited for this year. Yeah. It's going to get crazy. This summer's just ramping up. It's absolutely beautiful outside. Yeah, today's the first real, like, okay, it feels like summer right now, pretty it much. It does feel like summer. Yeah. I wore, like, a uh, track, track suit outside, and I was like, whoa, this is too hot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then tonight it's going to be, you know, thunderstorms, and who knows what's going to happen. Local mountains are still open, though. Which is insane. Like, they're still going to be open for another three weeks. Oh, so you can still ski up there? Yeah. What? My dad's up there today, actually, skiing. That's crazy. Yeah, Gross is going to be open for another, like, two weeks or something. And sometimes Whistler, which, for those of you who don't know, is, you know, a two and a half hour drive up the Sea to Sky Highway north. And even Whistler is going to be closing, like, I don't know, four weeks, three weeks. Very, very good drive. Amazing drive, yes. 10 out of 10 recommended. Is the drive good up there right now? Oh, Why I don't does know. it start getting weird? I would imagine there's a lot of traffic right now because it's all like the people who were there in the winter for skiing are probably starting to like you know leave and stuff. The, the great migration, timeshares and stuff. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And then I guess a lot of people who go there for the summer for mountain biking, right? But basically, any time that is uh, two a.m., three a.m. on a weekday on the Sea to Sky, you're pretty much guaranteed to have a good time. But. Uh, we're not endorsing any of this, uh, allegedly, on the Sky to Sea Highway. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do it. No, she, she made me do it. Yeah, pretty much. I'm definitely, in the next few weeks, though, i uh definitely going to go up to Baker 
So feel free to join us. We're going to get a few cars to drive. Oh, yeah. Baker. I think I'm going to do a couple of drives down to Kelowna this year, too. Awesome. Good. Yeah. We should cruise to Kelowna. Some, do some of that lakeside living. Yep. I don't mind that. Ripping it through on a jet ski. Yep. Go swimming. Race you to Snake Island and back. See Where's get, Snake? What's Snake Island? That's where the fucking Ogopogo lives. Oh. <laughs> Hopefully no one gets eaten and then, you know. Yeah, right? Make it back. Yeah. But I land, I landed there last time on a boat. Like, I I jumped off with my what? dog. Yeah. And, and I swam around and then, I, and then I went up on the Snake Island. Oh, that's awesome. And then I saw a, a clutch of baby snakes. Oh, seriously? That's so trippy, man. That's crazy. And little known fact, yep. there are rattlesnakes in Kelowna. Oh, yeah. I didn't see one, though, but I know. I d- I've never there. seen one up there either, but I've heard one. I know. I heard oh, one once. heard one I heard one once. Oh, shit. We saw a hole. And this was in Penticton, but, you know, it's like right there. That's gnarly, but, yeah. man. Yeah, it was like, I don't know, 35 degrees out. Yeah, I went out for a car event a couple years back called the Peach City Beach Cruise. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so trippy. Because, like, it literally feels like you go back in time. Oh, really? every car is, like, super old, but it's, like, they're, like, nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's, like, car auction, and, yeah, it does not feel like 2017. No. It's so trippy. And, too, I've heard Kelowna Cars and Coffee is good. Yeah. Because it's, like, the only re- really big one in the Okanagan. Nice. It's, like, a solid three-hour driver. But... Yeah, someone invited us out to that, and there's a lot of people like the um, the SLS Black Series we filmed. I know he like always took his like Hennessy Viper Venom out there, like his first gen Viper to Kelowna Cars and Coffee, and then you get a bunch of older stuff and some of the tuner stuff too, which is cool. But also, I think Cars and Coffee is kind of better, uh, <laughs> just because for the most part it weeds out the people who are too lazy to get up for you know at like six a.m. For a car event on a Sunday. Yeah. Right? Like some yeah. people I'm sure set their alarms and then they wake up and they're like, ah, oh, I just want to go back to bed. And then they, yeah. But then the guys who really, really want to go. Yeah. They're in it to win it. Are out there at 6 a.m. Like, hey, yeah, I want to check out some cool cars. Oh, dep- it's, I think it's weather dependent. Sure. Yeah. If it's like yeah. shitty outside and I'm not no. very motivated to take the car out and for a little blast. But if it's really nice, you're just at the crack of dawn. Yep. You know there's going to be no one out on the road. Yeah, let's go tear it up. We were going to do that. Uh, we were going to go to Orange County Cars and Coffee when I was in California, but it was the morning was just going to be like shit. shit weather. And oh, I was like, I, I, it was like half an hour away from where I was, and I was like, or we could go uh, into the mountains and well, I think go inland a little bit. It just bit. calls for me to bring you to some of these events that I'm going to. Let's, mm-hmm. just, let's just go to some. I'm down, yeah. There's so many around town. When's that uh, Porsche drive up to uh, Squamish? Is it? Oh, that that are, that happened last weekend, but it happens every like two weeks. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah it's it, like an ongoing event. Awesome, awesome. That's one, and then there's uh, Old Car Sunday. We got to go there. Okay, fifteen hundred cars. That's where I saw a nine fourteen with a V eight in it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> what? It said nine fourteen dash eight, and oh, the dude found no. the same font like eight. Really. So it looks factory, basically. Yeah, and you lift it up and you see like a fucking LS in there. You see those black manifold cover. I thought like a five liter Coyote Cayman was pretty nuts, but yeah, that would just be scary to be honest. Barely tip two thousand pounds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like just barely. And the seat, the stock seat, already weighs like only thirty, forty pounds. Yeah, 
Yeah. They're very small cars. That's crazy. But for in terms of a engineering exercise to put something of power into that thing, it's it's great because the engine cavity in that car is very big. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's designed for you to it's basically the layout is you just strap an engine in the lowest most center place. Yeah. You just put two seats there and everything else is super simple. Everything as aerodynamic as possible has yep. pop up lights. It's a very, very good platform. That is so cool. Yeah, I would want to do, you know, like a GT3 version. Like, I would really, I would, you know, but then aero wa- and downforce it'll, it'll and water stuff. cool it then. Yeah. <laughs> I'd just get like an yeah, ultimate air-cooled engine in it. Because mm-hmm. then you would actually retain the value of the car as well. Like, it would still be a solid. Like, a 914.6, like a 914 with a 911 engine in mm-hmm. it. They made very little from the factory. But guys have converted them, right? So they just would stick a... Nine, like a six from a Carrera into it and those things are solid 50 G's US yeah. 40, 50 G's US wow like really? they become more valuable than the two liter little four cylinders yeah when can you even do that like what other cars do that because if you put you know a brand new LS or Z06 engine in like a 69 Camaro like what happens then is that worth more or? it depends like if you if you do it in a tasteful way, yeah, then you can consider that as a really good resto mod job, right? There are certain name brands out there, such as like Ring Brothers, yeah, yeah, or um, who else does like good resto mod? Like you can even say Singer to some respect, or mm-hmm. uh, Emery, Emery cars, yeah, like Emery Porsche. They do three fifty sixes where they where they make them drive, you know, as good as like modern equivalents. But you still get that those looks. I think that to me is the ultimate level of like, just you could rock that shit every yeah. day, and you still look like a gangster, and but you could still use it. Yeah, just like any other car. Because at the end of the day, these are still cars. Yeah, they still can be used to just take you from point A to point B. Yeah, go see a friend, go watch a movie, go have a meal. You're not. Yeah, it's not a try to prove something kind of exactly. Build. It's a well. We're just going to go down a different road that to a car that actually works. Like, that's still the end goal, yeah, right? I, like, the other day, I took the two RWBs to, like, the local mall, to Austin mm-hmm. Mills. I just parked at the furthest corner yeah. where there was nobody. <laughs> yeah. There was not a single car within, like, that 300 feet. That parking lot is huge. Yeah, it was perfect. It's massive. But, like, that – but you could do that, right? So – Yeah. It just all depends. Passion is key, though. Yes. Don't ever do things for the wrong reasons, kids. No. What do you say we wrap it up, Sid? Yes. All right. This was a good po- I feel like this was a good podcast. And on that bombshell. We got a lot out. We inspired the um, the car scene all over the world. And we artificially uh, inseminated the prices. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you had ulterior motives, Sid. <laughs> of course. I want to make the prices of everything go up. Ha yeah. ha. Yeah, I'm happy. So the whole world can be rich. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm happy I'm along for the ride, yeah. Exactly. It'll be good. All right, you guys. Yeah, hit us up on YouTube and Instagram. And uh, Sid, where can find people find like you and Pauline's cars? Uh, Koi Canada on Instagram. K-O-I Canada, one word. RWB underscore Vancouver. And also Miss RWB. Miss underscore RWB. Boom. All the RWB. And then from there, then you'll if you follow them, you'll pretty much just find out everything that's going on. Yeah, you'll uh, get to peek into my weird-ass life. <laughs> Perfect. 
Um, yeah, and then hit me up on Instagram and uh, yeah, tell your friends about the podcast. It's doing well. Give us a rating on iTunes or something if you uh, if you have time. Helps us out. But yeah, we will be back next Wednesday. Peace, you guys. Stay out of trouble.